Well, our moms think we're funny. All right. Hey, everyone. I'm a Comey. Hey, everybody. This is Turk182. All right. Uh, so, um, before we get started with our, our you know, regular schedule podcast topic, yeah, um, I wanted to mention something to you because this uh, I thought about this the other day. Mm-hmm. So I went to a con not too long ago, and uh, Michael Bean was there. Yeah. And I really wanted to get some stuff signed by Michael Bean. Um, and it was one of those things where when I go, like, I always want, like, 20 things signed, right? <laughs> and I get there, and it's like, okay, well, how much is signature? Is this much? I'm like, well, shit. I can only get one thing signed. Um, and I was already getting something signed um, for a friend of mine for his birthday. So, right. And that actually cost me more than I was expecting it to. So, uh, But I was like, you know what? I... It's kind of like a once in life, yeah. You know, well, not once in life, but this is an opportunity that I really can't pass up. I his birthday was just a couple of days ago, and I wanted to give him something. I couldn't find anything, so I'm like, and he's not expecting this, so bam, I just yeah, so I did it. Right. So Michael Band's signature was more than I was expecting, and more than I really kind of had to spend. And I actually wanted to get a signature for my friend too, and I was like, shit. Well, I was like, I could get the signature for my friend still. But again, this is still more money than I was planning on spending, and um, and I was like, I'm just gonna have to just say no, I, I can't do it, right? Which right. was unfortunate, but I was like, I just can't, I can't do it. Luckily, though, my brother uh, was. I was telling, him, I was like, yeah, he was at this thing because I was gonna be like, hey, you just met my brother like six months ago, and show him the picture they sent me, the two of them, um, but never even got that far. So. And I hate going up to him. If I'm not going to buy anything, I hate going up to him and just be like, I'm a fan of yours. Like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, dude, I'm here to make money. I don't care if you're a fan of mine. Yeah, Give some money. Like, and you've heard me say the same thing about like a lot of the celebrities that we've talked to. That's yeah, why, why you didn't want to go see Young MC. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't want to waste his time. Right, right. Yeah. And that's why uh, I never talked to Christy Carlson Romano. Well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, you were going to really gawk more than talk. So, Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Like that, that wouldn't have helped. <laughs> I would have just been all the talking for you, but like he's a really big fan. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, like he was like you were like the main reason why he he watched Even Stevens. I mean, he did the enjoy it reason. afterwards. So, no, no, I'm sorry. The only reason yeah, that he watched <laughs> Even Stevens. Um, yeah, you think I was watching that shit for Shia LaBeouf? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. He wants to know why why you didn't kill Shia LaBeouf early on when you you saw the signs. You <laughs> had the chance. <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so I didn't go over there and, uh, but I was thinking because I did talk to, uh, like an artist that we know that was there and he was like, yeah, I got to, I got to go over and talk to him and we got to trade lines back and forth. And I'm like, you mother, yeah, I'm just smiling. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause you probably sold a couple pieces and I was able to pay for your autograph and then you got a chance to meet with him and like, and, and like, you know, swap lines back and forth from the movie that I love. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, but anyway, so um, I was thinking about it and it, I don't know why after as much as I love Tombstone, I don't know why it didn't hit me until like that moment. I guess just one of those things where the, the more you think about something, um, it just kind of comes to you. Mm-hmm. But, um, but in, um, in Tombstone, in the very beginning of Tombstone, when it shows the Cowboys and they're, um, and they're killing the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, we call it the Mexican, um, like, uh, they're not marshals, but they, um, the police yeah. at the guy's wedding. And then the one guy, the priest is saying something. And then like Johnny Ringo shoots him in the head. Right. Right. 
And, uh, and he goes, what was he saying? The guy goes, uh, he was talking crazy. He was saying something about a sick horse. And he's like, he's like, your, your English is worse than your, than your Mexican. And he's like, what he said was, and then Ringo translates. Mm-hmm. This is the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, and I looked and behold, a pale horse and his name that sat upon him was death and hell followed with him. And then it kind of fades out and cuts to, you know, the, uh, the Earth brothers showing up yeah. in Tombstone. Yeah. And I was like, and then it hit me. I was like, he, Ringo, kind of uh, like foreshadows the events because yeah. after they attack the the brothers and they kill um, uh, Morgan, mm-hmm. and then they're leaving town, and then they're going to kill him on the train, and then you know, of course, you know, Earp's there and he <laughs> he lays him out. And then he lets uh, Ike go. Of course. And he, he pulls back. He goes, you see this badge, right? He goes to Pharaoh Marshall. And he goes, yeah, you go and you tell all the other curs that I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Yep. So he repeats the line, you know, from things. So it was like, it was, he was just pretty, pretty much like, you know, like just predicting or just yeah, uh, yeah. like the, what, the events that were going to happen. I was like, I don't know why I never noticed that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't catch that the first time I watched it, but I think I did like the second time. And I was like. And I was like, wow, I was like, that was, that was kind of awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, that's amazing. And dude, I'd love, uh, I'd, I'd love Johnny Ringo. I mean, I mean, he's, he's a horrible character, but I do love like everything that the fact that he's kind of a, um, like he, he's like the, the opposite of, um, of Doc Holliday. Right. I right. love that. I love how they, it's, they, I mean, they, they basically just acknowledge that. Yeah, he reminds me of me, and I hate him. <laughs> you don't, you don't even know him. Yeah, now I'm sure I hate him. <laughs> but you know, and, and Doc says that thing about his, um, his like, uh, like he's angry. He goes, "What at being born?" Yeah, and and I was like, you know, as I, as I look at it, like the whole thing with him is, like, he doesn't have a, uh, he doesn't have a, uh, like a purpose. Like he doesn't feel anything. Then no matter what he does, he doesn't feel like he has like like his life has any meaning or any purpose to it. Mm-hmm. He just does stuff. And when he sees like Doc Holliday, he who sees someone that's just like him, except for here's someone who does have a purpose, who's found his purpose, um, and he still can't find one. And even though he won't go after him, because I guess they're too much alike, he still hates him. Right. You know? And of course, he does everything he can to try to put him down, to kind of bring him down to his level. Be like, you shouldn't be happy because I'm not happy. And in a sense, we're the same person. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, I was like, I was like, damn, I, was like, I never caught the fact that, that, you know, that he pretty much the kind of like puts it out there. But like, yeah, this is this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where we're leading into. I love when movies do that kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. like go in baby driver is skimming through the channels. Uh huh. And like. Yeah, those are all lines that he winds up using later in the movie, but it's also just telling the plot of the movie. Well, yeah, um, uh, Shaun of the Dead's the same way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Edgar Wright's all about that kind of thing. So, because, yeah. I mean, like, uh, not to, like, spoil, okay, spoiler alert for people that don't know, but um, World's End, mm-hmm. they, the World's End is all about the pub crawl, and the last, and the, the last pub is called the World's End. But each of the pubs they go to the name of the pub tells you what's happening there mm-hmm. in the last pub at the end, like they have to stop the end of the world. Yeah. So yep. it was like, it, yeah. 
it's kind of cool. And even in um in uh, Hot Fuzz, when they're watching the movie, it's like, have you ever like um have you ever done this? You ever jumped in the air like and shot two guns at the same time? You're just fired your gun up in the air and like yeah. you're screaming. <laughs> it's it's great. Well, uh, yeah, and Shaun of the Dead does it too with the whole like, go to the pub and wait for this whole thing to blow over. Yeah, <laughs> like that that summarizes the entire movie. So yeah, yeah that's like I I love that kind of thing. That always makes me geek out. And I love the. Uh, the Seinfeld, well, it's not a Seinfeld reference, but I love the Seinfeld moment in that when they pass each other. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like awkwardly wave. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim has a Seinfeld reference too. Edgar Wright's all about some Seinfeld. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's um, when he first gets the date with, uh, or no, uh, right after his date with Ramona as he's going back to the house, he does the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he slides into the door the way Kramer does. <laughs> Hey. He's like, hey man, who got laid last night? And he's like, that was you. He's like, well, no, but we did get to first base, I think. And it's like doing the the laugh track from it's Seinfeld. Like, maybe it's first and a half. <laughs> Double standard. <laughs> oh man, I do love Scott Pilgrim so it's much. A spectacular movie. <sighs> All right, so uh, what were we going to talk about today? Well, um, I was thinking about everything you just said just now, and uh, I don't like it, so I'm going to ban it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Ban it. Well, we're done there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it it you doesn't know, sit right with me, so. And my response to that would be a, uh, a line um, by uh, Beanie Siegel in uh, a Jay-Z song, and he goes... Um, Oh shit! How's how's that line go? Um, oh fuck! I forget the line now. <laughs> but it's uh, I win. but but basically, it's like he's like you know, uh, like what if I what do I care if you edit the the edit the curse word? It's still there. Right, like right. I, I still said it, so it doesn't matter whether you edit it or not. You know, uh, like uh, I, it's it's still said it. I I think that uh, I think that my response to that is. Um, V for Vendetta. You're not. You know, you're only killing the man, but you can't kill the idea. Yeah. It's like when there's when there's something to be said, there is something to be said. Hmm. So um, probably doesn't surprise anybody, but we're talking about uh, Art Spiegelman's spectacular, spectacular Holocaust graphic novel, Mouse, being banned. Yeah, and those. Uh, was it Ohio? I thought it was Texas, but maybe it was Ohio. Um. Oh, hell, we can always look it up. Yeah. Pisses me right off. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things I can say about it, and there's a lot of things I'm going to say about it. Um, I, I will start off with the fact that I know about Mouse, and mm-hmm. I have not read it. Um, I have really, I, I'm not going to say I haven't had the opportunity to read it, because I have had the opportunity. I mean, it's one of the things where you find the opportunity, right? Right, right. Um, I've got Tennessee here. Uh, okay, Tennessee. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like Scotty says in, um, in Generations is like, it's like you always said, Captain, if it's important for to you, you make the time. Right. Well, right. it's not that it's not important to me. I just not haven't, I just haven't made the time because I've actually put other things in front of it. And, and that's not an excuse because you're talking about what, maybe two or three hour read. If that, if that it's, it's a fairly short read. Um, yeah, it's it's not really too hard to get through, but I mean, I get it because you know I've I've got shit like that. It took me a long time to get around to reading Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Returns. Sorry, oh, okay. <laughs> Dark Knight Returns. Ugh, my brain. Um. So yeah, like I I get it, but uh, I mean that's a mouse. 
I don't want to say it was influential to me, but it's one that I've read multiple, multiple times. And uh, I think it's a really, really important graphic novel, and it's it's one of those ones, you know, you've got the ones that you recommend to people who already like comics, and it's like, oh no, you know, um, if you like just good comics, here's my list of good comics. Right. Now, what do you mean you've never read Howard the Duck? Give it a try, here's a few issues to check out. Stuff like that. But then you've got people who are like, oh, I don't read comics, I read real literature, and then it's like, okay, well now it's on. Time to roll up my sleeves. Time for me to actually recommend you some some comics that are going to fucking change your life. Yeah, you know, when, whenever someone says something like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, hey, let's take a look at the top 100 books. Right. You know, um, like, you know, like on the list of like the top 100. Oh, what, is Watchmen on there? What, is, is Mouse on there? Like, right. uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and, you know, not, now, now that I'm, you know, in a different line of work, it's not as common. But, you know, back when I was working amongst all these super horrible conservative Mennonite people, it was like, I'd, I'd get that shit a lot of, like, invalidating the comics, and so I would just tell them, you know, hey, read Three Shadows, read Mouse, read City of Glass, and then come back and tell me that comics aren't real literature. Hmm. If you can get through those without feeling like your life has been completely changed, then I'll recant everything I've ever said about comics, and of course, you know, people suck. So they would never read it, but it's like, that. I mean, those are my challenge comics. Like, if you want to tell me that it's not a legitimate art form or writing form, then read those three graphic novels. Yeah, if, if you're going to tell me that something isn't something, then you need to know what you're, you know, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You, need to, you like, need to have be able to back that up with something. And if I say, okay, you want to have a legitimate conversation about it, then here here's some research material for you. And you refuse to to do it, then you don't really want to have a legitimate conversation. You wouldn't just spout off to some bullshit. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. But come to me and say I want to spout off some bullshit. I'm like, okay, and then I'll walk away. Yeah, because yeah. you can talk to the wall for all I care. Like, if you're going to tell me that the only fucking comic you've read has been Garfield and Family Circus, then piss right off because yeah. you're you're not speaking from an educated position. I don't expect you to have like to to make it through the Alan Moore Library and give me the entire history of the industry. But yeah. if you're if you're not willing to read, like you know, you can get through City of Glass in forty five minutes. One of the most important books I've ever read. Not not the most important comics. One of the most important books I've ever read. Same thing with Mouse. Like you said, two three hours tops. I like there there are moments in Mouse I still choke up over and get teary eyed over. I mean, I I don't doubt yeah. it, and I I will say that the material is heavy. And very very. And, and we we are talking about something that's. Fictionalized, but based on some very real events, you know. And I say fictionalized yeah. because it's it's told to him, the, the events are told to him by his by his father, by his father, right? And but you, you've got you've got to you've got to bridge some of these things together, right? So, right. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some stuff where you have to extrapolate or execute closure because you know it, it's an old man telling his memories, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But at the same time, like I didn't realize just how faithful it was. Until I, like, found some stuff on YouTube. Like, they played the audio recordings that he made of his father alongside the page that Spiegelman drew. Right. Verbatim. Every word. Because it's not just his dad going, oh, yeah, things were pretty bad in the camps. It's his dad saying, and then this day, this happened, and my wife was having a bad day, and she took out this bottle of poison, and I said this and this and this to her to talk her down. And it's like, it's all verbatim on the page. Yeah, I mean... It's... Yeah, it's crazy. But, um, so... I was going to say, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, when you're talking to somebody about things and, like, you want to, you want to talk about, like, legitimate, like, uh, literature, or, like, books, something you should read. Mm-hmm. 
Not not quite in the same vein. You know, so I'm not even gonna gonna compare the two of these, but that's why I have and continue to buy so many copies of Gilgamesh 2. Gilgamesh 2, yeah. Gilgamesh 2 is a spectacular example. And and I mean what do I do with it? I get I, I put together a set and I'm like, hey, have you read Gilgamesh 2? Here's a set of Gilgamesh mm-hmm. 2. I've still got my set and I love it. And I mean I think I've given away uh I three I don't think four, I think three sets of that. And I'm putting together I think like my sixth or seventh set. Um <laughs> Because I found another number two uh, the other day, but I already had number two. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. another number one. Um, gotcha. To be able to, gotcha. so I, so I've, I've got like I've got enough for two sets. I'm just missing one book from each one. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, and so I guess they're probably both like number ones. Um, but yeah, because I, I mean, that was I remember reading that and I was like, wow, this is so good. And it's not even like like the whole thing is like this whole like really like incredible fantastic story. It's like when you get to the end of the story and you're like. Wow, like everything just kind of comes to this, this, um, this point where you're looking at like, okay, like, what did all this mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, to me, it's, it's extremely heavy. Like when yeah. you get to that point, you're like, oh, okay. Like, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and like, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these comics that we're talking about are very heavy. Um, cause like Soul Wind is very much the same way. I believe it's Solind. Um, it, it's some it's some mythical sword like that, but that's like a five graphic novel series. Really, really good. Um, but I mean, even even if you're not even talking about like a, like something like that, just taking something like a like a Peter David's Hulk mm-hmm. and just some of the some of the things in that, and it doesn't have to be it, it doesn't have to be something that story that focuses specifically on. Like X, mm-hmm. you know, to tell a story. It could just be, hey, I'm telling a, a story about the Incredible Hulk and he's doing all this stuff. And in the middle of it, I'm going to put in this, you know, this this story here where he meets up with an old uh, sidekick of his who, you know, turns out to be HIV positive. Doesn't matter how, yeah, you know. And then he, you know, in the course of this, this story... He's getting hurt. He's bleeding, and then one person goes to help him. Like, oh shit! I like you're bleeding all over the place. I can't. Mm-hmm. And then the Hulk's like, not gonna affect me. Yeah, you know. And it's like, you know, like those kind of things. You know, um, it, 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 yeah. It's it's all those little moments that make it such a powerful, powerful medium. And like, yeah, I've got the lighthearted stuff that I like to recommend to people because it's like, you know, Bone. Bone's one of the greatest graphic novels of all time, but that's not the one that I try to show people to say, no, this is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Bone is what I do where it's like, oh, you like comics? <laughs> you you want to like them a little bit more? Yeah. Um Usagi Ojimbo. That's uh, Usagi Ojimbo is great because it's educational. You learn a lot about history through that, but it's still just legitimately good. Uh Schweitzer's books, educational, legitimately good, very entertaining. They they both have really funny moments. Um Schweitzer's and Sakai stuff. You know, there's a there's a moment in um in Iron Man when back when he was uh when he was you know g- going through his his whole serious alcoholic phase. Obviously, he's still a recovering alcoholic, but mm-hmm. when he was going through that, and he had said some stuff to Jarvis, and uh, you know, because he was drunk, and then like the next day, Jarvis is like, "Here's my resignation." He's like, "What?" He's like, "You know, at the time I've been an Avenger, I've had this happen and this happen and this happen, but I've never had anybody disrespect me." And I'm not going to stand for it. Yep. I mean, that's a pretty serious moment in a book that's about, you know, a guy running around and flying around in suit of armor who at the time is dealing with, you know, 
you know, being an alcoholic and what oh, all yeah. that means. And it also has one of my favorite covers is, uh, and I was not that issue, but it's, uh, and they're not that run where it just shows Tony Stark in an alley and written on the wall in the alley is like, in the morning, it's, it's, it's like snow on the ground too. And it's like in the morning, like Tony Stark will either be sober or dead. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, and that's, I mean, that cover right there is beautiful to me, but it's those, it's those serious tones and something. Mm-hmm. Just like when you watch them, it's like, and today on a very special episode of Family Matters. Right, you right. Know? Um, well, yeah, and like, you know, I've I, I got plenty of like fun comics that I like, you know, Gru, you know, I'm a huge Gru fan. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, like those, those serious moments where it's like, and, you know, uh, and I've, God, I've bitched about this ever since we started this channel, like, back in the Let's Play days. Nothing pisses me off more and just immediately makes me fighting mad than, like, those news headlines where it's like, Kapow! Blam! Comics aren't just for kids anymore. It's like, man, fuck you. Yeah. Because the spirit has been around since, like, you know, late 30s, early 40s. I'm pretty sure the spirit predates Superman. And one of the first spirit stories I read, he's, like looking over a criminal operation from a skylight and they turn around and just spray a Tommy gun into his shins. And for a couple of stories, it's like, is this guy going to lose his legs? It's like, he's, he's on crutches for like stories after and like, is this guy going to be like maimed for life? Yeah. Like that, that's some heavy shit. That is some seriously heavy shit. You know, city of glass is all about somebody being so obsessed with a detective case that they go insane. Um, three shadows. It's, it's an entire like, 200-page graphic novel about dealing with a parent losing their child. Like, that's really heavy subject matter. Brian Michael Bendis' Torso, all about uh, uh, Elliot Ness after the events of the the Untouchables and bringing down Al Capone and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, was I think, Cleveland, the the Torso killer, and then trying to bring them to justice and how he became an alcoholic and, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, destroyed his marriage and pretty much died kind of almost disgraced and penniless, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are, these are serious things that can be discussed. Yeah. You know? Oh, well, but, like, From Hell. From Hell is very, very historically accurate. There's a lot of conjecture because nobody knows who Jack the Ripper really was. But, right. But, like, oh my god, like, when you look at Alan Moore's annotations, because the annotations take up, like, a fifth of the book, where it's like, this is all my citations for this, this is why I believe this person was going through this mentally when they had to witness this. It's like, very powerful. And on, on Alan Moore kicking me, you go to like V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, I just, I mean, in, one of the, one of the greatest moments in V for Vendetta after all of that, when, you know, when he's talking to her and she's like, you know, no, thank you. I think I'd rather, you know, be killed behind the chemical shed. Like, yeah, taken up behind the shed and shot. <laughs> I was like, damn. Yeah, which, um, I, I love that scene too, but it, it reminds me very much of, of uh, the Fight Club mindset of like, you you have to know, not think, but know that you're going to die, yep. and that's okay. And it's like, yeah, like that—that's the moment. Like that—that that was her hitting bottom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, it's just—it's a beautiful, beautiful scene. A guy in that that scene when she's like, you know, is it gonna hurt? It's like, no. When are you gonna do it? Like. I did it 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alan Moore sure loves doing shit 30 minutes ago <laughs> off screen, doesn't he? Uh, but yeah, so like bringing it back around to Mouse where it's like, you know, not not only are comics important in general, but it's like you're already dealing with those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. It's like Mouse isn't some exploitation thing. It's, you know, this isn't like 
She-Wolf of the SS, this is... This is a guy who had a really, really difficult, rocky relationship with his father. And he he gets really personal with that. He really had a tough relationship with his father. And then he decided, I need to tell his story. This is the story of a survivor. And, you know, yeah, there's some conjecture there, but it's not really fictionalized. There's There's a lot of very, very real, gritty, hard shit to see somebody go through. Mm-hmm. And it's like... You know, you're not you're not hearing propaganda here. You're hearing this is what I went through because I was there. Yeah. And at the same time, you're also seeing this is what basically salvaged his relationship with his father. He went from barely being able to be in the same room as it's the guy for 10 or 15 minutes to now it's like we we have to talk because I have to hear your story. Incredibly incredibly powerful. And you know, in something like that, it's it helps you to understand them like you know sometimes people do stuff and you can't and you don't understand why they do something or feel a certain way or like why they behave in a certain fashion and because you don't understand it like it it eats at you and you you think all kinds of different things about them Mm -hmm. but then when you can understand it it's not that it makes it makes makes it any better or makes you be like oh well that makes you know like i can accept that now like you may not still like their decisions but you can see where they where that decision comes from and why they're making it. Yeah, and you say, yeah. okay, I get it now. I get why this is important to you. Mm-hmm. And now I can probably like relent a little bit. And I'm still not going to feel the same way about it that you do. But knowing how you feel about it, okay, yeah. I, I get it now. I get why this is so important. Yeah, yeah, like you'll you'll never accept it, but at least you'll understand it. Like, and, and he he shows that where it's like it pisses him off that his dad saves so much junk. Where he's like, "No, don't throw out the screws. I can use those screws. Don't you know? You you just threw out this lamp. Why didn't you save the power cord off of it? I could use that." And it's like, "We'll buy you a new lamp, dude." And so like it infuriates him for so long, and then he hears what he went through in the camps, and he's like, "Oh, this is why you do that." Yeah. Because your brain is still in that mode of, I don't know if I will ever be able to buy a box of screws again. Yeah. Who knows what's going to come up between here and there. Yeah, it's like, I don't, like, like this is, I, I come from a from a, a, a past, a situation where, like, we didn't waste stuff. Like, they, you couldn't waste anything. Um, because it all had some kind of value, even if it didn't have value to you right now, or if it never had value to you at all, but mm-hmm. it ended up having value to someone else later. And you were able to provide that because you know what it's like to not have it. Right. You know, right. and, and I'm, and I can, I'm never going to let that go because, because you can, that, that still stays with you now in a modern text, you know, like context, you're like, yeah, but I can always go out and get this or get this or get this. Like, yeah, but you can also not. You right, know, not right. have to go out and buy it and just have it here and provide it. And, you know, you're coming from two different generations. But at the same time, when you can understand why someone feels that way, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, like, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, you know, um, and I was thinking about it. And I, and I was like, you know what? Um, your kids grew up in a in a during a time when. There was the internet. They've never not had the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember I was citing a specific thing. And I was like, the internet wasn't a thing. It didn't exist. Like it, there was, it was, there, it was, I mean, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And like your kids will never know that. Not that they need to, but 
like there's there's a certain there's a certain like um a part of yourself that where you didn't have these things that you could just so easily go to and be like, bang, I can find this, bang, mm-hmm. I can do this, bang, I can do that. It's not that it, like, it's like, oh, well, you don't know the struggle. It's not even that. It's just that it wasn't there. Yeah. It's kind of like like when one day I looked around and if someone had to point out to me, there are no more phone booths. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hey, you're right. Yeah. There aren't. I remember that. They moment. were just gradually taken away. And then, and I was like, well, why are I like, oh, well, well, we don't need them. Yeah. You know, but, so, but then you have kids who are like, phone booth? What the hell is a phone booth? You know, right, like, yeah. and why was that ever a thing? Well, because that's it. And, and you don't realize why some people like look at certain things like, kind of like, why does it, why do they still make phone books? Right. You know, right. and it's like, why do you have that when you can just, I remember a time when I memorized everybody's phone number that was important to me. Mm-hmm. Because if I didn't, I had to write it down somewhere and carry it in like some kind of a book or a piece of paper I kept in my wallet or something. Right, yeah. And now, outside of my phone number and like my mom's phone number, like I don't remember anybody's phone number. Same, same. And, and it, at times I think I'm like, no, maybe I should. But I'm like, but do I really need to? Right, yeah. Um, it's just it's, such a different world. Right. And then when you have a conversation with somebody, you're like, oh, well, this is kind of why... And, like, sometimes you can kind of adapt to that, and sometimes you just can't. You're like, like no, this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. But it's all about having that conversation with them and understanding. And then you also open up a bigger part of yourself. Yeah. Because you open up a bigger part of the world. Yeah. Well, plus, like, I just, I don't like, I don't like the idea of the government dictating what we know about something like the Holocaust. You know, it's like, oh, no, you don't, you don't need to read the survivor's perspective. You, you just need to, to get our approved information on. And it's like, excuse, excuse the fuck out of me. What? Right. (laughs) Because it's like, no, because in school, you might be able to give me the facts. You might be able to tell me what Hitler was doing to Poland and and at what point America decided to get involved and, and like what, what happened as far as like Pearl Harbor and all that. It's like, yeah, you can, you can get us involved in that. That's not going to tell me the story of the survivor watching the Nazis take the hat off of one of his friends and throw it and say, go get the hat or we're going to kill you. And when he steps out of line to get the hat, they say he's out of line and shoot him dead. Right. I'm not going to get that brutality. I'm not going to get stories like that from a fucking class on it. Right. That's a personal story. That comes from somebody who actually had to experience it. It's kind of like like you and I right now, we're hearing all this stuff about like the about Russia and the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And and we're hearing from the news like, oh, well, the America's doing this, Russia's doing this, and this country's doing this. But what we don't have are the people that are currently in the Ukraine that are like, what do we do? Like, yeah. what do we do? Like, this is the fear we're going through right now because I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't even know if I wanted to go. I don't even know where I could possibly go to escape this. Yeah. Like, I, because I think what a lot of people forget in situations like this is that the majority of the people involved, they have no say so about anything that's going on here. Mm-hmm. I just live in this country. It's kind of like when we go overseas, uh, you know, and people are like, oh, those Americans, but like those Americans, like. I don't fucking work for the government. I didn't right. make anything. I just happen to live in that country. <laughs> I have as much say-so about what goes on there as you have and right. what goes on. In fact, you probably have more because, like, oh, but they're looking at us. So, like, like yeah, at least you don't have the delusion of, oh, my vote counts. because <laughs> Right. And so, so like, so you can't really hold me accountable, you know, in a lot of sense for what, for the decisions that my country makes. I really don't have any influence over that. Right. 
and you've got people that are trapped in a situation that they don't have any any influence over and they can't go anywhere but they're the ones that are going to have to suffer whatever happens mm-hmm. that are that's basically being decided upon by by a handful of people you yep. know by yep. a small room of people that are deciding you know the fates of hundreds of thousands of people and they're just sitting there but without that first-hand account, you don't know how they're feeling or what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you don't know the little things that are going on, too. I mean, yes, you know that they are, these people are upset about, you know, are we going to possibly be invaded or whatever. But then within that, you've got a clashing of mindsets, too. Mm-hmm. You've got people that are freaking out. And then they're taking some kind of action, which then makes things even more desperate for you. Yeah. It can make it even, uh, even scarier for you because, like, we haven't even been attacked yet and already... We are like dealing with fear from our from the people living right next door to us. Yeah, who yeah. are flipping out because something might happen. I mean, it's it's, it's like, scary. It, it's a situation where like everybody is completely out of their league with this. Like, nobody is prepared for what's about to happen with that, and that is very scary. But you need those firsthand accounts to really bring it all home. If you just if you just go by like, oh well, the news said this, and this is what we think. You're you're so far removed that, that it doesn't. I mean, I have not lost any sleep about this. So I've been concerned about it, mm-hmm. but I haven't lost one bit of sleep about it because I'm not actively engaged in it. Right, right. We have that detachment. Right. And when you're looking at history, you have that detachment if you don't have this kind of, you know, this kind of firsthand knowledge. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, I've, I've been saying this for years that, like, it really bothers me just how quickly people throw around like terms like Nazi these days mm-hmm. or accusations of somebody being a Nazi. Right. And it's like, look, you can hate somebody's guts for all I care. You can hate their politics, but it's like, that doesn't make them a Nazi. It doesn't even necessarily make them a Nazi sympathizer. They can be a piece of shit. Right. I know a lot of pieces of shit, but they're not Nazis. Yeah. Let, and, let, let, let's, let's not lessen, you know, the word or the phrase piece of shit, you know, right, that's right, still a yeah. very powerful word. It can be used for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, you know, I feel like you're comfortable just calling anybody and his brother a Nazi because you haven't read this firsthand account of of this Jewish man who watched a Nazi soldier pick up a crying child and slam their head against a brick wall and kill them. It's kind of hard to accuse somebody of being a Nazi when you know that's what they're capable of. Right. It's like they don't just, you know, they don't just like say offensive words on Twitter. They do that kind of shit. <laughs> you know, uh you're talking about, you know, kind of how breaking up or or how the the truth or the the news is disseminated and it's like well i'm gonna just give you what i want you to know mm-hmm. it reminds me of a uh, rollerball which is my favorite movies mm-hmm. uh, where when someone wants to read a book they go to the library and they have basically taken the entire book and summed it down to like two or three sentences and they're like <laughs> this is they, moby, moby dick what's it about since here it is. <laughs> the whale kills him. Right, and, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then when uh, when Jonathan E. goes, he's like, hey, um, I want to know about, like, the corporation wars, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, when did things change? And the, and the computer's like, it won't give them the information. And the guy that runs the computer's like, it's like, I don't understand why it's being difficult. Yeah. Like, why it won't give us the information. I know it knows it. Well, because you're not supposed to have it because they don't want you to have it. Right. You know, it's the right. same thing in... Um, and Fahrenheit 451, you know, it's like, it's not, it, there are people, for those who, have, who haven't, haven't read it, um, it's not about banning or burning books. It's about controlling information. Yeah. And if I control the information, 
then I can tell you what to feel about something mm-hmm. and, you know, or what to think about it. And you're going to think that because that's all the information I'm going to give you. Yeah. And, and in that book, uh, there, with everything else that's going on, there are two things in that book that are, I think that are, that are really, um, kind of there. It, it, it's happening now. And at the time that this book was written, you know, like decades ago, I think it was, God, half a century ago, mm-hmm. you know, that it was, I think, almost unfathomable, which is the main character is being chased by this robotic dog. Yeah. And he's hiding out and the people are watching on TV the chase as they've got these like like drones that are like filming and stuff. And at one point, he is like hiding these people's backyard and they're watching on TV of him hiding in their backyard, or like they just follow him to like their backyard, and they're watching TV, and I was like, "Hey, this is in my backyard." It's like, nope, I'm watching on TV. It's it's you know like 20 feet away from them, and they're that detached. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in the very end of the book, the city gets bombed. He's leaving the city. The city gets bombed. Yeah. And they're talking all the time in the book about these about the um the um uh, uh the the planes flying over the uh. Uh, air, uh, what do you call them? Um, the the military like aircraft uh, are flying over, mm-hmm. and they're at war with somebody. They have no idea who they're at war with, right? Or why? Right. And like that, that's that's scary. Like that, you're, yeah, it's just a faceless enemy. And, and the thing is, none of them care either. Mm-hmm. Like we're at war. We have no idea why. We have no idea who with. But it's like, oh well. Yeah, it's like, we'll just accept it. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's funny, you brought up Fahrenheit 451, because, you know, that's, like, that that's the, the big one for you, for, like, dystopian futures. For me, it's 1984. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's it's that kind of thing, where it's like, you know, that that is the point where it's like, oh, no, you, you know, you don't show certain emotions, or else you get taken away for a psych, psych evaluation kind of situation and you know it's 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 all that same kind of thing where it's like oh yeah no you you have access to this much information and that's terrifying and uh i'm pretty sure fahrenheit fahrenheit 451 has been banned in certain states it's been banned before yeah yeah. and what i just learned about 1984 is that it was banned uh in certain states in america for having communist leanings but then it was banned in Russia for having capitalist leanings. It's like, <laughs> no, dumbasses. It, the book is neither of those things. It's anti-authoritarian. And so if two authoritarian establishments both have problems with it, that should tell you that it's accomplishing its goal. You know, and I know people are going to say, well, you know, you can't, you can't say, well, this is important and then say, well, this book isn't. And, and you're right. You, you can't. You, if you're going to say something like, well... Freedom of speech, or you know, then, then that's fine. But I think that the when you draw the line is that when someone is telling a true account of something mm-hmm. and putting it out there, and when someone is making something up and claiming that it's true, yeah, without yeah. backing it up at all, that's to me is the difference. Is that I can write fiction all day long, sure, but the minute I tell you that this fiction is true, and then I can't back it up. But I'm t- but I'm telling people that it happened, and I'm leading them to believe it is right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think, think about think about when uh, when Oprah um, recommended that book with like uh, with a million little lies or whatever it was about the guys like drug addiction, mm-hmm. and it was a bestseller, and people were like, oh, and then come to find out that it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. There was a huge backlash over that, yeah, and yeah. that was just one guy's fictionalized story about himself. 
Imagine someone telling a fictionalized story about a group of people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how, that's how you get you know propaganda. That's how you get situations right. like the Holocaust. How come that isn't made as big a deal? Like this one story, because Oprah said, "Oh, I recommend I put my name on this, my seal of approval," mm-hmm. and then you're tainting my name. We're gonna make a big deal about that, but when it's something even bigger that's more important, I don't give a shit about this one guy's story, whether he made right, up or not. Right. I mean, yeah, you lied, admit you lied, and whatever. But when it's a bigger thing that affects more people, it's kind of glossed over and you just say, well, you know, freedom of speech. And right, I should be allowed right. to do it. Like, no, because you're leading people astray intentionally. And, yeah. and the thing is, if, if, we were in, if we were in court and it was like, oh, hey, are you telling the truth? Nope. <laughs> well, that's not allowed. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I, and I think that's the big difference there. And, and it's, it's, why are you so afraid of people just telling a story or telling somebody about something that actually happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why is that so detrimental to you? Like, I mean, is it because you don't want to own up to your own guilt? Yeah. Whether, it, whether it's, it's real or imagined. Like, deal with it and move on. I mean, hell, think, think of how many stories... And I have to say stories because I can't go like real life events. I mean, not everyone's going to have the same the, the real life events, but think how many stories are all based upon guilt eating someone up. Mm-hmm. Telltale Heart is all about the guilt of an action eating someone up. Mm-hmm. You get it out there, you suffer the consequences, good or bad, and it's done. Yeah. And you move on, you know. But you got to deal with it first instead of constantly trying to hide it and pretend like it never happened. Right, yeah. And and if And if you didn't actively play a role in it, then why not just put it out there? Right, yeah. You know, and like, that's what I don't get. Like, yes, we don't want to think about something like that happening where like, especially when you have to look and see how many people turned a blind eye to it, including America for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Just like, it's not happening here. Well, we do that all the time. It's like, oh, this crime happened here in this in this city. We hear on national news. Yeah, it didn't happen here though. So I'm like, that's a tragedy. Do, 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 do. I'm right, gonna go make yeah. my breakfast. I mean, we do it all the time. Yeah. But so, like, I, I get that. But just acknowledge it and be like, yeah, it happened. And you know, I'm I'm sad that it happened. I hate that it happened. And I don't want it to happen again. Mm-hmm. Which is why you have to have that conversation. That's why you have to learn about it. And like, I get, I, I you know, I get the ignorant mindset of. Oh well, it's a comic book. My kids could come across it, and you know that I don't. I don't need them reading about that. And it's like, well, you know, this this goes back to the conversation we had when it came to like, um, the Tipper Gore situation and all the censorship that they put on the albums. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is exactly what D. Snyder said: is what kind of parent are you doing if you're not screening the shit your kids bringing into the house? Right. It's like it's not that hard to look on the back of the album and going, oh. Well, I see the word dick and pussy on here like six times. It's probably not something I want to let my kids listen to. It's yeah. it's not that difficult. So with Mouse, it's like, yeah, if, you're, if your eight-year-old is like, oh, hey, I want to read this book. It's like, well, now it's time to have that conversation. Like, so, are, is your kid ready to learn about that shit? I have only seen one cover for Mouse. A lot of times comic books have a lot of different covers on them, right? Yeah. I've only seen one cover for Mouse. Have you seen more than one? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Because, like, the original printing has, like, the cat skull with the swastika behind it. I was going to say, the one I always see are the, the two mice, like, uh, standing in front of a wall, and mm-hmm. there's the big swastika behind yep. them. Yep. 
which to me, even with what you're describing, the main thing on there is a big swastika. Yeah. And yeah. the Jewish word for mouse. I mean, like, if you see that, that should probably be like, oh, hey, that's a book that I might want to take a look at. Yeah. You know? Like, huh. I better make sure this isn't trying to turn my kids into Nazis. <laughs> right. But it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's heavy subject matter. Determine if your child is mature enough to stomach this. Determine, like, th- this isn't a debate of, oh, do I, you know, is this something my kid needs to know? Yes, it's something your kid needs to know. Your kid needs to see just how fucked up what went on during the Holocaust was. You know, I actually got in trouble in school once when I was in third grade. I really never told anybody this story. <laughs> it's not, because it's not really, it's not a great story. It's just, it's just a story. Right, right. But I got in trouble in school. Um, for drawing swastikas on my paper. Huh. And the teacher, she was like, she went out, she was like, please don't draw that. It offends me. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm making square windmills. I don't really know. Right. I'm in fucking third grade, bitch. I mean, like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> How about you tell me yeah. why this offends you instead of you getting offended what you know? We're a third grader drawing. I mean, it's windows. I mean, they do, I mean, this is what you normally do. You have a piece of paper. You've got lined paper. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what you draw are squares. Yeah, or some yeah. or some like the the derivative of a square. Yep. So instead of getting pissed off and saying that offends me, why don't you fucking tell me what it is that offends you? Yeah. You know, but make, but make it an educational thing. But she didn't. And, you know, and of course, you know, of course I feel bad. I'm like, I have no idea what I've done, why this offends her. But then I feel bad because I've done something wrong and I have no idea what I've done. I don't find out for fucking years later. Right. And then instead of me being like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done it. I'm like, I'm pissed off at her. I'm like, fucking bitch, why didn't you say something? Yeah. It's like you could have gotten in some real trouble in the wrong situation there. Exactly. You know, because, because most people are going to take time to be like, hey, does this kid really know what he's doing? I mean, and plus, I mean, like, okay, let's just stop for a minute, right? And just think about this. Is there such thing as an eight-year-old black Nazi? I don't <laughs> think there is. I really don't think there is. <laughs> Fucking see me goose-stepping down the hall at eight years old. I, I think we have our next comic idea. <laughs> the eight-year-old black Nazi. <laughs> I mean, but but again, it's, it's about a conversation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. Part of me, the reason I have Red Mouse is because I know there's going to be some things in there that I just, I don't want to, I don't want to see. Like, I, It's hard. Like, it's a hard read. It's not entertaining. Like, my mom will, well, she'll, she'll call me and she's like, oh, we were talking. She's like, oh, it's like, there's this new story I read about this thing. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Before, before you even start, does this have something to do with, like, a young kid being hurt or killed or something like that? And she's like, like I know that that happens. But I don't want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, stop telling me that. I know you want to tell me about these, that, that she was telling me all these horrible things in the world, but like, she's like, I can't believe this stuff is happening. This is, this is horrible. Right. I get it. But I don't need to hear that. I know that shit goes on. I don't need to hear it. Right. You know? Right. And I know that these things happen and I know how horrible it is. And I've seen enough to be like, I don't want to hear anymore. Right. I, I know it. And like hearing more about it does not make it more real to me. It's as real as I need to know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll tell you. Like I'm already desperate for an escape from it. <laughs> right. And the thing is, I'm not trying to hide away from it. I just don't need to keep hearing about it or hearing more and more about it. It's like, you know, horrible brutality and atrocity. Got it. Thank you. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know. X amount of people dead through various you know, means or whatever while people did nothing. Okay, great. Got it. I'm good. Yep. You know, yep. I don't need the details. 
But you know, the thing that really gets me, and it's not even it's not even a horrific account of something, like a firsthand account. And it, I didn't really catch it at first. It was later on when I went back and thought about it. And I was just, and it kind of created this like pit in my stomach. And I mentioned this to you like a long time ago. It was when I was watching Pink Floyd's The Wall. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, Pink is, I'm doing air quotes by the way, Pink is walking to school and he's walking, you know, along the railroad tracks and this train comes by and and on the train are the other one of the cars and the car is packed full of Jewish prisoners mm-hmm. looking out at him who's this little English boy who's free in a sense and their hands are sticking out of it and seeing them go by and realizing that most if not all of those people are going to die yeah and then you have to then later on think back to that event and be like, I just saw basically these people all being just shipped off to their death. And I and while I'm on my way to school, mm-hmm. like, that's got to do something to you. That's got to fuck you up. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking about that alone, just that right there, it's not even the people that are involved, but just someone on the outskirts of it and how something like that has just got to create just this PTSD in you, this, this thing, this kernel of like, of like helplessness. And like, not that you could do anything, but also the fact that the one you couldn't do anything at the time, you didn't even know what was going on. Then when mm-hmm. you realize what's going on, be like, holy shit, it's kind of like a, like a Luca situation, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like, like I, you know, I actually thought she was just a clumsy little girl that kept falling down the stairs. I had no idea, you know? <laughs> and, and you're like, shit. And, and I couldn't have done anything and I didn't know, but even if I didn't know, what could I have done? Right, right. And then you just feel like helpless and like, yeah, that's that's horrible. Helpless I don't want to feel like that. Helpless and used and dirty. Yeah, but like he even talks about that in Mouse. Spiegelman's father talks about that, where it's like after the war ended, they took a bunch of German citizens on a tour through Auschwitz, and they were all joking and laughing, and like they just thought, oh, it's just some run-of-the-mill thing they're having us do. And by the time they came out, everybody was silent as a tomb. Some people were throwing up. Some people were crying. Nobody had any idea. And this was the town that it took place in. Yeah. They were like, they told us they were burning chemicals. We had no idea that they were just lighting up thousands of bodies. It's just like, God, you know, I get it. It's not pleasant. It's not, you know, yeah, you don't, you don't want to come, like, crashing down on... On your little kid's world and ruin their whole life to make them realize, oh yeah, this shit happens. This is this this is the world you live in. But you know, to quote Princess Bride, life is pain, princess. Anybody who tries to tell you otherwise is just trying to sell you something. Right. You know, and then the with all that stuff going on, and then you have things like, Oh, hey, um you're no different than the people that we just killed. Mm-hmm. Well, we want you to go do this. Go pick those bodies up. Yep. Go do this. Go do that. You know, it's like, I could be next. I mean, hell, I, I probably could have been. You know, when you're standing in line somewhere, like, think, think about, like, when you were younger and you were, like, like standing in line to be picked for, like, a like a game of basketball or a kickball or something like mm-hmm. that. And how bad it felt to not be picked. Now, flip that. Yep. And to where they're picking people and then everybody they picked they all were killed and you weren't and it was just luck of the draw. Yep. And you've got that survivor's guilt. Be like, 
you know, like, you know, like the person comes and they point at you like, mm, no, the person next to you. And you're like, what made me different? Nothing. Nothing made you different. It was like, but then you have to live with that. Yeah. Like, it's all just a psychotic whim. And then while they're doing that, they're like, oh, yeah. So the guy that was standing next to you that we just gassed. Yeah. I want you and all the rest of them to go get their bodies and, you know, like, like haul them off somewhere. Like, dude, really? Mm-hmm. Really? And then you have people wondering, like, I kind of wonder, maybe, maybe I, maybe they, I, maybe I wish they had to pick me. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, like you make people situations like that that make people like sad for living. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I feel bad that I lived. Yeah, like I mean, which you see, you see that with Titanic survivors too. That like a lot of the survivors were like, "Why? Yeah. Why did I live? Why me?" And, I mean, just God, like, I don't even want to go into it in detail on the podcast. It's just, like, he he describes what he saw happen in the gas chambers and stuff. And it's just like, just, holy shit, why would you take that knowledge from people? Mm. Because, like, a big reason why I am the way I am and why I have the leanings that I do is because I've read Mouse. Like, I, I don't understand how anybody can read that book cover to cover and go... No, we need to get rid of this. We need to stop it from happening. And this isn't like this is the only story out there. Right, it's, yeah. It's not. And and you're talking about a verifiable story, too. Like, this person was there. Like, yeah. we, we can track that this person was there and, like... He has photographs of, of his father after the army got him and, like, documented him. He has his card and all that. Yeah, like, I it's mean... It's all in the book. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And like, this isn't the only story. So it's not like it's one man's story about something like, really? Really? No, you have lots and lots of stories about what happened from all these different, you know, all these different perspectives of people from different places and this and that. Even people that took part in it, like, yeah, we did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I admit we did that, you know? Or like, I was there when these things happened. I couldn't do anything about it, you know, but. Yeah, I was there. I witnessed these things being done to these people, mm-hmm. and and in some cases, I was ordered to to carry these things out, to do these things. And I, you know, I could have said no, right? It still would have happened. Does make it okay? Still would have happened, but then I also would have been dead too. So, mm-hmm. like, kind of like, what do I do? Uh, you know, and those people have to carry around that stuff too. Like, yeah, I wish yeah. I'd been stronger, but then if I had been stronger, what would have happened? You yeah, know? like yeah. you don't know. So. It's not like it's just one person's story. It's it's everyone. Right. It's 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 not just one well, so it's one person's truth. It's one person's story about what happened to them amongst everybody else who mm-hmm. has told these stories. And we're talking about mouse because this is the book in question, but it could be any other atrocity yeah. in history where someone's like, This is my account of what happened. And and I'm putting it out there and it's important that people know because does this disgust you? Yes, I am disgusted by this. Good. Let's Good. make sure it never happens again. Yeah. It's like, it should disgust you. That's the idea. This is supposed to make you uncomfortable. Um, I mean, because, so, uh, you mentioned Titanic, right? Mm-hmm. So, wait, so, the Titanic, oh, it hit an iceberg, and what happened? Well, the reason that it did, you know, that the ship sank was because, like, they tried to avoid the iceberg, and it cut through all the hulls. And so, what's the, what's the first thing they do? Well, let's make sure that we train people in the future not to do that. Mm-hmm. Let's try to increase the, the 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 metal on the ship or whatever to be able to withstand that. Okay. Well, hey, all these people were killed here. 
What do we do about that? Right. Yeah. Let's pretend it didn't happen and uh, and then just hope and pray that it doesn't happen again. No, no. How about we increase the strength on, you know, the steel on this? How about we teach people not to do that? Yeah. No, but that's too hard. <laughs> like, man, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I just, I, I just cannot wrap my mind around and it's like, I... You know, I'm an anarchist. I don't, I don't cotton to any form of censorship at all. It's, it's a slippery slope. I, I'm not okay with it. But like, when you're talking about something like that, where it's like, no, this, this is so, so important. Right. Like, you know, this, this isn't even something where it's like, ah, I don't care if all these people wound up in the hospital. I'm still a fan of the Atkins diet. It's like, no, this is. Like, th- this is a, a travesty that we have not come close to seeing the likes of in decades mm-hmm. of, of history. It's like, it is so important that people see the impact of what that's done. It's, I, I can't, I can't imagine someone saying, and I get you want to protect your kids um, and you say, okay, it like, like you wouldn't sit your, your six year old down, but like, okay, so let me tell you. I have the penis, right? <laughs> and when I see something that, that turns me on, like your mom's boobs or like, you know, like, you know the woman's across the street's boobs or, you know, sometimes she <laughs> with that skin to this, it gets erect. And then when I put it in her, we, we make a baby, right? Like, no, you don't tell a six-year-old that. Right, right. You tell a 12-year-old that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a 10-year-old, depending on what's going on. But so I get there's a, there's a time and place for everything. But that's the thing. There's a time and place for everything. Now might not be the time. This might not be the place. But it has to come eventually. Yeah. And, you know, you know that, that's that's our whole, like, running joke of learn to read a fucking room. Right. <laughs> like, obviously, you need to learn to read a room where it's like, huh, this five-year-old probably doesn't need to know about the Holocaust quite yet. But that doesn't mean that it can ne- that he can never know about the Holocaust. Right. It's just, it's a situation where it's like, this is critically important information, and you need to have it before you're living out on your own. Yeah, well, we, but, we don't just ignore because... If if your house was broken into and you were robbed, you wouldn't want people to just pretend like it never happened. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, well, no, my house is like, no, 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 it wasn't. Hey, stop telling people that your house is broken into, all right? Right. Just stop it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want this head. No, just, just shut your fucking mouth and just stop telling people about this. But it can happen again. You're going to shut up or I'm going to throw you in jail. I'm like, no. Like, no, just... <laughs> No, I want to prevent this from happening again. I don't want someone to feel the way I feel. Right. You know, that's it. I mean, just, you can just, you can take that old thing and you can boil it down into something very simple as in somebody cut me off in traffic. It pissed me off. You know, I want to make sure that it, you know, that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. Yeah. That simple. Yeah. It's like, you know, I I haven't looked into their reasoning for it, but this is once, and you know, and typically that, that's not, that's not what I do. You know, I do my homework before we cover these topics, but, um, I don't feel like I need to hear your justification for that. Like, if you're going to tell me that you're trying to ban mouse, I don't care what your reasoning is. It's wrong. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of a situation where it's like, if, if you, if I watch you break into my house and stomp on my dog till he dies, I don't need to hear your justification for that. I'm coming swinging. Okay. How about we do this? How about instead of banning a book because you don't like it? Because, I mean, hell, if we're going to ban books that I don't like, there's a ton of shit that I don't like. Right. <laughs> any kind of, like, fucking dumbass romance book, like <laughs> Twilight, uh, you know, like any of that shit. Of gray. Yeah, like, but, but the thing is, like, you know what? 
I don't care. You can read those things all day. Don't try to tell me about it. Right. But how about you take that and you put a copy of Mouse, like, or a, a placeholder for Mouse on the bookshelf. And if someone wants to check it out, right, then they, they go to the school librarian and that person's like, oh, hey, what grade are you in? I'm afraid not. Yeah. Or, hey, before I can let you borrow this book, you need to get, get, get your parents permission. get your parents permission. Yeah, like here's a little thing that says this is what the book's about, right? Maybe like a little like I don't know like four or five page like excerpt from the book, mm-hmm. and then get your parents permission. You bring this thing back, be more than happy to loan your book. But no, 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 no. I don't like it, so I have to say no. This made me uncomfortable, so we're just gonna completely nuke it. It's bullshit. And I said this before. Bullshit. I don't like asparagus, right? But I don't go around telling everybody you can't fucking have it. Yeah, like I just don't have to eat it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I mean, as far as having it in bookstores, do what every manga publishing company has been doing since the fucking 90s. If you feel like it's inappropriate for a kid to thumb through in the store, wrap it in plastic. Yeah. Shrink wrap it, you're done! You don't have to completely fucking take it out of the store. It's so much more important for people to have this information. Oh, God, it just... It, this this kind of thing just sets me right off. It's it's really bad because it's such a knee jerk reaction to things like and it and it all it always boils down to I don't like it mm-hmm. so you know, so I want to tell everybody else that they can't have it. I'm like there's a lot of things I don't like. I don't fucking like Medea movies, and I have got a really good reason why I don't like Medea <laughs> movies. Right? Do I think they should exist? No, I don't. But there's people like you can watch them all you want. Don't expect me to, 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 to watch one. Don't expect me to listen to you talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I'm going to tell you, like, exactly why I don't like it and, you know, and why I feel that way. If you want to have that conversation, we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. But don't, but I'm not going to tell you that you can't have it. I just can just not be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just, it feels like something just some, some fucking Karen read and was like, oh, this, this made me upset. Like, well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll bet what the Jews went through made them upset at the time, so we should probably learn about it. Oh, come on, man. That was, like, over 50 years ago. I should get over that shit. <laughs> Motherfucker, that was weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, don't they run everything now? So it's not like they're doing that bad. <laughs> I mean, they got the revenge they caused 9-11. I don't know what more you want for them. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, that's that's the thing, like, like people will, will sit there and they'll be like, oh, gosh, you're still on that? Like, ha- like you know, haven't things changed? Aren't, aren't things better? Like, like that doesn't change anything. You, how about how about you go and you tell like some amputee, you know, <laughs> be like, yeah, but mean, but like, don't you have robotic legs now, Lieutenant Dan? Aren't you better? Like, once you get over that shit, ooh, I stepped into IED and I lost my legs. Boo fucking who? You got new legs. Move on with yourself. Don't you get like a fat check from the government every day? I don't. I got to work for a living. You can roll around in your wheelchair and everything and sit and tell people like, oh, look at me. I get free health care. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not how that shit works. Yeah. Like, I can still be pissed off about something just because things are better. Doesn't, for me, doesn't mean they can't be better for everybody. And doesn't mean I'm just going to immediately forget about it yeah yeah so we're an hour in so um what i want to cap this off with is a bit of silver lining of a good news all right the day after that ban happened mouse hit top sales on amazon oh yeah everybody went out to buy it so fuck you government fuck whoever tried to ban it fuck the state of tennessee for being okay with that this information will get out there and i heard that there were people that were like that were 
sending copies for free mm-hmm. to like people. I was like, you want there, a copy? I will give you a copy for free. There were comic shops in California that were just shipping boxes of it over to Tennessee to yeah. be like, whoever wants one gets one. So it's like, yeah, fuck whoever tried to ban it. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's a, that, and it, again, like what? What is your reasoning behind like not wanting this story to be told? Yeah. You know, if you don't want to hear the story, then don't listen to it. Yeah. But why is it that you are so dead set against this story being told at all? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, you know, yeah, you've got the issue of censorship in general, but it's like, Mouse specifically. Yeah. What is it about Mouse specifically that's like, oh no, people don't need to know about that. Right. I mean, because because <laughs> when when you make that you when you make that kind of like big declarative statement, that makes me think like, okay, well, there's more to it behind you just not liking it, right? Right. There's more right. to it behind you just not liking it, like. And I started thinking, was like, so what is that saying about you? Yeah, it may not say anything about you, but because you were basically taking this particular stance, like now that makes me think like, so where where do you, where does your where, where does your like allegiance lie? Like yeah, where like yeah. it's it's because like like you know like I don't want people to know about this because I don't think it happened or you know I don't <laughs> think it was that such or that bad of a thing you know it, that, that I'm like I'm like okay so you, you feel really strongly about this yeah why you, the the lady doth protest too much methinks yes exactly so yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I like the fact there were so many people that stood up and just said, no, hell, I mean, I know a person that, that uh, when they were in school, their teacher bought them a copy from their, out of their own money and <laughs> gave it to them. Fuck yes. That's awesome. And was like, hey, I think you need to read this. I think you'll, I think, you know, that you'll enjoy, well, not, you know, enjoy, but I think you'll, I think that, uh, that you'll be you will, yeah, yeah, you know, you'll be, You'll learn a lot from this, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I want to say 15, maybe? I think I was 15 when I got Mouse from the library. And the librarian didn't even bat an eye. She was just like, that is an excellent book. I hope you are I hope you have a box of tissues ready because you're going to cry. And she rung me up and let me out the door. Like, that. that's the kind of shit we need to see. You know, remember when we were talking yesterday and I was like, you know, and I was ranting about how, uh, like, there's more videos uh, uploaded to YouTube every day than yeah. there are than <laughs> videos to porn up. <laughs> you know, I I kind of like, this is like the opposite of that stance where I'm thinking to myself, you know, there are more people, like, outraged over, like, mouse, you know, uh, being, like, available in a school then you are being like, be like this kind of porn is out there. Like, right, like yeah. magazines are like, it's something like, eh, not that I want to see that band either, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> like the fact that, that like, like here's something that, that has always been, you know, a, a source of contention for people. Yeah. But, but that takes a backseat to this. Yeah. It's like, like, I'd be way more upset if I found a hustler under my son's mattress than a copy of mouse. Oh God, hustler. That's geez whiz. That's, that's a horrible magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's awful. I mean, did you, where, where where do they sell those so I can so I can avoid stores like that? <laughs> uh, 
I just, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, the walk hard thing, where it's like, I, I don't want to read anything pornographic. It's like, no, no, the book isn't pornographic. You don't <laughs> want nothing to do with this. I don't want anything exploitative that, that makes light of the Holocaust. It's not. <laughs> it, it gives full bearing weight to the tragedy that was the Holocaust. Oh, well, I think I might want to read this. No, you don't want to read this, man. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. I don't want to invest a lot of time in learning about the Holocaust. It takes like two hours to read. <laughs> Jeez, something like that sounds expensive. You can get it on Amazon for like eight bucks. Yeah, you I don't know. want in on this, man. So, you know, I have a problem with, with, with understanding big words. And it's like, <laughs> it's told in the form of a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to try to like sift through a lot of busy art. It's done with like a single fountain pen on typing paper. It's really visually easy to look through. Oh, I think I want to read this. You don't want to read this, man. Stay away from it. Oh, and yeah, I, I, when I, when I, I heard that story, I, I just, I, I kind of just was like, like, what, really? It's just like, okay, wow. And, and I hate to say that I just kind of like, like shook my head and just kind of like turned away, but I did because I'm just, to me, it was like, there was really nothing else to say or do. Like, like this makes no sense. Like, I... I, I was immediately exhausted by it. Just, mm. just reading like the, the school, like blah, blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm just immediately exhausted by. It. I'm like, okay, yeah, like whatever. Um, and I mean, and you can you can take this. You can move into some of the other like issues that are going on within schools where people are talking about what should and should not be uh, allowed or discussed and blah 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 blah. But it still comes back to just because you want to ignore it doesn't mean it doesn't exist and doesn't mean it's going to go away. It's not going to it's not going to erase it from the history just because you don't want to discuss it because there are people that do. And the sooner you discuss it, the sooner you can move on. It's not going to go away, Mm -hmm. but you can stop talking about it. As a, as a something that's like this is still an issue. You can discuss it as this was an issue. Mm-hmm. Like this used to be an issue. It's not anymore, and it can be that simple. Yeah, yeah. Just but like, first, you have to address it. It's got anything. Just like you, there's just there's got to be anything here. I mean, think about it. If, if for you know, if your husband, I'm gonna say husband because I'm a guy. So if your husband was cheating on you. And you're like, I think my husband's cheating on me. Like, really? It's like, so you're going to talk to him about it? No. <laughs> no. It would break my heart to confirm that. Yeah. And I mean, and it's like, I mean, and if, if he is cheating on me, he's just, you know, I just won't, I just won't say anything. And, um, and then would just, you know, hope he doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> and even though I don't know he's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not going to say in this, hope he doesn't do it anymore. But like, but if you don't address it, he's going to continue to do it. Yeah. He's got no reason not to. Right. I'm like, well, shit, I'm getting away with this. <laughs> and not, not only that, but but because you won't address it, he's not even going to go through the trouble of trying to hide it anymore. Yeah. Why would he? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, shit, but like, I don't feel like going out to see my girlfriend tonight. Shit, I'll just tell her, come on over here. My wife obviously doesn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, but uh, you know, it's it's an important book. I highly recommend anybody read it. You know, it's, that is just one of the graphic novels where I don't care who you are. It's important, read it. Yeah, it doesn't go any further than that. I, I will I will die on the hill that it is critically important that 
everybody read Mouse. And uh, I'm, I'm glad banning it backfired. Um, for what it's worth, if you're in Tennessee and you weren't able to get in a copy that anybody provided for you, hit us up. Email me. Um, a Comey draws a Gmail. I will provide you with a copy of Mouse. Like this, it's this is just it's too it's too ridiculous. But I don't have that kind of exposable income, or else I would. I mean, so. I I don't either. <laughs> My car rolled in the ditch. I gotta buy a new car, but this is this is more important than your car rolled in the ditch. We still go, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you still bringing that up, dude? That happened like last week, man. And like, you're still bringing up your car rolled into a ditch, man. Just get over it, dude. <laughs> Motherfucker, that was weeks ago. <laughs> it was Monday. <laughs> Car rolled into a ditch Monday. Come call me. <laughs> what, was it? Was it Monday? Call me. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get out of here. Word to your mother. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna vow this because um, I know I can lay my hands on a copy of Mouse very very easily. Um, between now and the next recording session, All right. I will have read Mouse. We don't have to discuss it like again sure, or sure. anything, but I will at least be like, yes, I read Mouse. Awesome. And um, So just make sure you get the complete one because it was originally released in two small graphic novels. So just make sure it's got parts one and two included in there, which you I should th- be able to determine by page count. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it does. Um, but I'll uh, the, 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 the person I knew who has it, I think they have the complete one. Mm-hmm. But if not, you know... Uh, I'm pretty sure that the most commonly listed one is is the two for one. I'll say, and 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 if I don't have the the complete one, I'll just email uh, draws at gmail. <laughs> I'll hook you up. <laughs> I will definitely hook you up. Yeah, okay, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna take money from our joint like business account <laughs> to, to buy a book for myself. I'll write it off as a business expense. That works for me. That makes sense to me. Hell, you're still pissed off at me for like borrowing that money to help the check out and everything, which I'm not gonna get into again. <laughs> but you keep bringing that shit up, so like I'll pay for it out of my own account if I need money. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, uh, I I have been a Comey draws, and my name is Turk One Eighty Two. And, uh... Who does not draw. Yeah. And, uh... Banning and burning books is shit that Nazis do, so, you know. Just gonna... (laughs) And I can say that with some authority, having read Mouse. So I know I'm not using the term lightly. I'm gonna tell you what, you know... On the podcast, we've said a lot of things that, you know, people don't agree with. And we've said some things that are probably going to make some people mad. And we've said some things that are, you know, that are going to offend some people. And, you know, in some regards, we do that on purpose, you know. Not because we're trying to offend people, but we're like, hey, we're just going to say what we want to say. And we know it's not always going to align with, you know, someone someone else's, like, perspective on things. But we're still going to say what we want to say and, you know, get our message out there. That being said, I've written some books and stuff. And if you'd be like, I don't like you, you know you're you speaking your mind or whatever and you feel the need to buy my books and like and burn them you know what that's your own freedom of speech do it if you feel if you feel that strongly about me and about the things that i have to say and the stories i have to tell and you want to make a public display of it go ahead you have that's your right and i support your right to buy my books and burn them fair enough the main thing though is Buy my books. <laughs> that's that's the part though that I really want you to put. You know, I'll say. So you'd you'd rather me not burn the copies I have now? 
Well, I mean, no, no, no. Because those are the ones I gave you. Those were a gift. <laughs> you don't burn gifts, dude. That's the way they ruin friendships. Gotcha, gotcha. Don't steal copies and burn them. That's just wrong. That just makes you a damn thief. <laughs> yeah, stealing is terrible. If you want to make a message and everything, you want to, like, you know, be like, this is the message I'm delivering, then you spend your own money. You buy a copy of my books and you burn them and you deliver that message. You put that shit out there to the world, yo. Bye. There we go. <laughs> Later, everybody. Zang, yo. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.